professor after my text message alerts kept going off in his class. Then I read Jasmine's texts, and everything had changed. Mrs. Paulson gave me another sympathetic smile. At least let me make you a hot cup of tea. A dark, hazy, double image suddenly appeared over the reception lounge, making it look as though it had aged over a hundred years in an instant. I stifled a groan. Not this again. The pricey antiques vanished, replaced by broken-down furniture or nothing at all. The temperature also plummeted, making me shiver before movement in the hallway caught my eye. A blonde girl walked past the decrepit-looking reception lounge. Her face was smudged with dirt, and she was bundled up in a tattered blanket, but I didn't need a second glance to recognize her. Jasmine, I whispered. Mrs. Paulson came around the desk and grabbed me, coiling shadows suddenly darting across her face as if she had snakes trapped beneath her flesh. Jasmine continued to walk by as if she wasn't aware that we were there. If not for the innkeeper's surprisingly strong grip, I could have reached out and touched my sister. Wait, I cried out. The house blinked back into elegant furnishings and warm, cozy temperatures. Just as quickly, Jasmine disappeared. Mrs. Paulson still held me in a tight grip, although the shadows on her face had vanished. I finally managed to shove her away, heading down the hallway where I'd glimpsed my sister. Before I made it three steps, pain exploded in the back of my head. It must have briefly knocked me out, because the next thing I knew, I was on my knees, and Mrs. Paulson was about to hit me with a heavy picture frame again. Get out! The single, emphatic thought was all my mind was capable of producing. My body must have agreed. I don't know how, but I was suddenly outside and slamming the door shut on my Cherokee. Then I sped away, wondering what had made Mrs. Paulson turn from a kindly old lady into a skull-smashing maniac. I drove back to my hotel as though on autopilot. After I parked, I sat in the car with the engine off, trying to fight back nausea while I figured out my next move. I could call 911, but I didn't want to admit that I'd had another weird hallucination right before Mrs. Paulson attacked me. If I told anyone that, I'd be signing up for a stay in a padded room. Again. Second, the cops in Bennington already didn't like me. As soon as I'd arrived this morning, I'd bitched them out for not doing enough to find Jasmine. They'd probably take Mrs. Paulson's side and assume I'd done something to provoke her. I paused. Had I? I didn't remember getting away from Mrs. Paulson. What if I'd done something else I didn't remember? Maybe something that had scared her so much she'd hit me in self-defense? The idea that I might be having blackouts in addition to hallucinations soured my already bleak mood. I got out of the car and went to my hotel room. Once inside, I dropped my purse as though it were a fifty-pound anchor, then flicked on the light. Everything in me stiffened. The couch should have been empty, but a guy with hair the color of dark honey sat there, his large frame taking up most of the space. Strong brows, a straight nose, high cheekbones, and a sensual mouth made up a face that was striking enough to adorn billboards. He didn't look startled by my appearance, either. In fact, if I didn't know better, I'd swear he'd been expecting me. Gorgeous guys do not spend their evenings waiting around for me. 
That's why I thought he was another hallucination until he spoke. My hallucinations had never spoken to me before. Hi, the stranger said, his deep voice tinged with an accent I couldn't place. Sorry to tell you, but you're about to have a really bad night. I knew I should turn around, open the door, and run, preferably while screaming. That was the only logical response, but I stood there, somehow unafraid of my intruder. Great, my survival instincts must have secretly made a suicide pact. If you knew the week I'd had, you'd realize that whatever you had planned could only make it better, I heard myself reply, proving my vocal cords were in on the death wish. Then again, I wasn't wrong. My sister? Missing without a trace after texting me help and trapped last Monday. Parents?